0: Are you sitting in a space where you are struggling with anxiety? Do you feel like a prisoner to the cycles of depression? Do you feel stuck in your own life and feel frustrated and lost, but yet you know there is so much more on the other side of this mental breakdown? I want to hold your hand through this therapeutic life healing journey. I will help you navigate emotional healing, spiritual growth, and taking massive action so you can align your mind, body, and spirit to completely transforming your life. You are worthy of the life of your dreams of stepping into your power and experiencing your breakdown as your breakthrough. Hey, I'm Adi. I'm your therapist, your coach, your mentor. Join me as we heal your life together. All right, friends. So in today's episode, we're going to define boundaries and how they can help protect your inner peace. Here are the six subtle signs that you want to look for that will help you know if your boundaries are being violated and without you even knowing it. Number one, you just justify someone's bad behavior towards you. Number two, you blame yourself for things going wrong. Number three, you feel shame. Number four, you start doubting your decisions based on what someone else thinks of it. Number five, you sense something is off and you can't quite put your finger on it, but you know your internal flags are raised. And number six, you feel resentment towards others, usually due to your decisions being disregarded when you say no, but it isn't respected. If you said yes to one or more of these, stay tuned and grab a notebook as I will share with you the six ways I drew boundaries in my own life that began to protect my inner peace. Alright, before we dive in, I'm going to read a review, and I hope that you hit the subscribe button and leave an honest review if this is a show that you've been enjoying. So this comes from Elizabeth Herrera 01. My coworker and I listened to the first two episodes at work, and on the first one we felt so connected I must admit we teared up. It really was touching. What I think I love the most is how down to earth and real she seemed, and certainly probably is. I look forward to listening to them weekly. Thank you so much for this review and this listen with your coworker, Elizabeth. I hope that all of you continue to gain something from this podcast and these episodes. Our mission is to spread healing and make it more accessible, common, and empowering for women all over the world. Thanks, sister friend. Now let's dive in. You might be asking, what is a boundary? Let's start with that. Simply put, the definition of a boundary is a line that marks the limit of an area. So when we draw boundaries in our lives, they are basically the rules, the limits we have set in place that protect our mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being. Many people struggle setting clear boundaries, especially with family, friends, co-workers, working hours, and even our phones. So wherever you are in your boundary journey, welcome. I want you to just take a moment to really put your inner peace first and make that a priority as we go through this episode. I'm excited to share with you how setting boundaries for me was really a way that I got to protect my inner peace. And I want to name up front that setting boundaries was hard, especially as women, because it really leaves a feeling of guilt that you disappointed somebody in your life that you love and you wanna be nice. And so with practice and doing it enough times, the guilt gets quieter and smaller, I promise, with time. So I wanna name that and so that if you feel guilty, know that that's a normal part of the journey. You just have to trust the process and ultimately, again, put your inner peace first and your well-being at the forefront And know with time, the guilt will get quieter and smaller. So wherever you are, I just want you to take a moment to pause and think about the ways you have felt upset, hurt, and even exhausted by your external environment, the relationships in your life, and sometimes even the mental replay that you have of a scenario in your own mind. And all of that interrupts your inner peace and your well-being. It gives you high stress. It maybe disrupts your sleep, It maybe ruins even your day and creates a sense of resentment towards other people that isn't even talked about. They might not even know how you feel. So I want you to offer yourself compassion and grace and patience throughout this process and remember you do what is best for you and your life because I want you to know that even though boundaries can be challenging to navigate, setting and communicating them is essential for our health, our well-being, and even our safety. Having boundaries allows you to make yourself a priority. They can improve your mental health. They can increase your mood, your self-esteem, and strengthen your relationships. Ultimately, what I'm talking about here is the quality of your life and your overall well-being is at stake here. You know, Boundaries can be flexible, and over time, they can evolve and match with the seasons in your life. You won't have the same boundaries at the same time Forever. (laughs) They will change over the course of your life. But it's about tuning into where you're at right now in this season and what you need to cultivate your inner peace. They really aim to reserve your emotional energy and your attention. So imagine them as little invisible protective bubbles around you at all times, like a shield. They give you a sense of agency over your physical space, your body, your energy, and your feelings. You know, we all have limits and we all ultimately need boundaries and healthy ones. You know, you don't want to be too rigid. You don't want to be too loose. And you really just kind of want to create this healthy medium, this place where You are clearly communicating what you need in your life right now to the people around you. And even with yourself, it's really creating that personal line that is drawn. And whether it is to set clearer rules with your family or your friends or with your phone, they are for everyone. For me, as an Assyrian, an immigrant, a woman, I struggled with being too American from my family's perspective and from the American culture I was too enmeshed or too overly involved with my family. So I had to learn over the years what my happy medium was. I straddled these two different cultures and I had to ultimately come to a place that felt good to me, that respected both cultures that I grew up in. So that might be you today. Are you living somewhere and you're from a different cultural group or you identify differently than where you live? Or maybe you're a little bit of both. For me, it was about finding my happy place when I paid attention and put in the forefront protecting my inner peace and what kept my stress levels low. So think about that for yourself. It's really looking at what works for you and what no longer works for you and being respectful to that process in your life. All right, friends, so grab a pen or come back to this episode when you can and write down these six ways to set boundaries in your life. And remember, you can edit them with respect to your own culture, your own lifestyle, and your own values. These are just examples for you to take in to just get started. Number one, giving yourself permission to say no to the things you don't want to do and the things that don't bring you joy or don't interest you and are not in line with your personal goals and values in this season of your life. If something does not feel right at a cellular level inside of you, trust that gut instinct. And only say yes when you really mean it and when you want to. This means saying no to going out, having an alcoholic drink with a friend, maybe spending money eating out, traveling, attending an event, answering the phone, staying after hours for work, babysitting, lending somebody money, having someone crash at your place. Whatever it is, you have the right to say no. Most of the time, people understand our no and don't get upset with us. It's really oftentimes our own grief and guilt we put ourselves through to force a yes. Again, it comes back to wanting to be nice, not wanting to have someone think that we're mean or rude or disappoint somebody. You know, if someone in your life does get mad at you or is upset with you for you drawing a boundary, It is because they benefit from you not having them, and you might want to begin questioning if that relationship is a healthy one to continue. Ultimately, you want to surround yourself with people who celebrate your well-being, even if that means they have to hear a no to a request from you. As women especially, our boundaries are constantly being pushed, and we are conditioned to be quote-unquote nice and to volunteer to help others at the expense of our own sanity and self-care. Otherwise, we're seen as selfish if we're taking care of ourselves first. Unless you have a fever of 103 or like a broken bone, it's hard for us women especially to decline helping somebody in fear of being viewed as mean or rude or disappoint them, right? It's our own guilt that will creep in and eat us alive, essentially. And I know for me, at times, I used to just wish getting sick and having a cold or flu. So I would have this external thing that just kept me to just chill out and take care of myself and i didn't have to respond to all the needs of the world and it 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 was this more mental pressure that i could just show up and take care of myself but it took me having the flu to to do that that's not normal that's not okay at all being nice versus respectful are separate i no longer fear someone thinking that i'm not nice because the truth is i'm not nice all the time i have boundaries and limits so There's going to be ways and times people think I'm not nice. However, I will always be respectful and be kind. So, saying no with respect and kindness doesn't make you any less of a good friend, any less of a good family member or worker or person in this world, period. I think sometimes we get confused about those two things that I'm a bad friend if I am taking care of myself and not answering this phone call and someone is in distress. Like, there's exceptions and there's times, right, in our lives where we should up for other people as they have shown up for us however this can kind of get blurred and it'll always be a crisis all the time so we condition ourselves to always be available and we say yes more times than we say no number two holding your self-care time sacred this might mean turning your phone off or on do not disturb for me i frequently put it on airplane mode when i'm basically doing me like when i'm reading a book i'm getting a facial going for a walk or i'm just not in the mood to talk after a long day i get tempted to reply back to a text check my emails return phone calls so for me Going on airplane mode helps me to really remember that I'm a priority too, that I need to take care of myself. So giving yourself permission to not be available to others because you are honoring the time with yourself. You don't need a reason to be not available. You just build in that time in the week that it's your own sacred time and you put your phone away during that time and it releases yourself from feeling guilty that you might have to uh, respond to something right away when you're taking care of yourself. Number three drawing boundaries around what you consume. So this might be social media, the news, conversations with others, right? Really drawing boundaries that you protect your peace that you consume what you want and you leave the rest. Be informed with, with the things that matter to you and be informed to the point that feels good to you. And at that point, leave the rest. You can unfollow accounts or mute accounts that don't bring you joy, that don't teach you something, right? and just follow accounts that inspire you, that teach you something that aligns with your values, that you don't have to consume everything that other people are consuming. And you can mute or unfollow people. That includes friends or families that weigh you down, that make you feel bad about yourself. That doesn't mean you can't return back to unmuting somebody or following somebody again. It just means right now, again, going back to the season in your life, what you're trying to cultivate to protect your inner peace and doing that. So just remembering that this is your space too. You don't have to consume what you don't want on your newsfeed. Tune into the things that matter to you. And the rest just turn the dial, change the channel, turn it off. I got rid of my TV. I actually, we no longer have a TV and I replaced it with plants and a Himalayan salt lamp. And that brings and cultivates my inner peace. I'll check the news when I need to. And I'll follow news stories that matter to me, that impact my clients, that impact my community, that impact my own values in this world, but I draw a boundary of how much of it I will allow it to consume me and how much I allow the world to tell me what to care about. So I really pay attention to who I'm following on social media, because if you don't, you really get used by it and you're really kind of consuming things that that really weigh you down and really disrupt your inner peace. So really pay attention to who you're following, how much news you're consuming, what news you're consuming and what conversations you're engaging in and draw boundaries around what, what is enough? Like you can get enough of what you need. And after that, let it go. Number four, setting financial boundaries. This is really beginning to set limits and create budgets that line up with your life goals and your spending. You get to decide when and where and how much you spend with who or how, and you don't have to explain it to anyone why you do something. For me, I invested in my mental health and well-being. This meant I spent money on traveling that felt healing to me that I invested in a therapist and a life coach and now a business coach and going to live seminars to meet other people that were aligned with similar goals that I had. And I didn't need to explain that to anybody, right? So that was my choice. So you get to really decide on where your mental health, where your limits are around your boundaries maybe you have financial goals you're trying to buy a home you're trying to uh, invest uh, your money in a particular area in your life and you're being pulled in many directions because people have events and people have desires for you to show up in a certain way and it can be tied to money and you can draw boundaries around that it ultimately comes back to saying no right but really uh, giving yourself that permission to have financial boundaries. And when my sister passed away, I needed to spend money and invest on my healing trips and seeing a therapist and getting a life coach and attending these seminars. And I was not apologetic for any of it. You don't have to explain why you're spending your money in the way you want and how you wanna spend it right now. Invest in what matters to you and what sustains your inner peace and your growth. Number five, spending time with the people who fill up your cup and it's a mutual exchange and energy. This includes family and friends and really anybody in your life that you are exchanging time with. And when you exchange time, it's really an exchange of energy, right? When we say, I want to spend time with you, it's I want to spend time in your in your energy, right? I'm going to consume your energy. You're going to consume my energy. And so when it feels mutual, we both parties, both people leave away from that experience feeling filled up. You know, having history with someone does not give an automatic pass to stay in your life. You can begin limiting interactions with people that take you for granted and that leave you feeling exhausted afterwards. Just begin to pay attention to the relationships in your life, family, friends, coworkers, neighbors, strangers, really, it doesn't matter. Just commit to increasing time with the people who leave you feeling refreshed, energized, and really line up with the person who are you are becoming. This doesn't mean you have to cut people out, but it might mean that you're paying attention to your energy and you begin to limit who has access to it. right? You give your energy to who and what fills you up, and you limit what drains you and who drains you, and you set boundaries around how much interaction you have with that person or that thing. If you ever have to force yourself to meet up with someone or call someone back, that's a real red flag to pay attention to. Something isn't right in that relationship for whatever reason. The right people and the right circumstances and events right, will make you feel right inside. It will have this peaceful, calming, energizing state. You know, I just went in January to see Oprah in Minnesota, and I invited a dear friend I went to grad school with, Monique, and we hadn't spent time together in over 10 years alone. And so God was just nudging at me that I wanted a spiritual experience when I went to go see Oprah. And when I closed my eyes and envisioned who that was, it was my friend Monique. And so I reached out to her, and she was just as crazy as I was to say yes to go to Minnesota to see Oprah in the snow. And it was just the perfect weekend. We spent time together. But what that really meant is we exchanged our energies. And in a way that left us both feeling full afterwards. So that To this day, we can recall upon that weekend and feel immediately impacted by the fullness and the joy that came from that time. And really, that was when I knew I was in good company, right? I felt life I felt light afterwards. I felt like I learned something new about myself. And I got to talk in a way that really left me open and without fear of judgment. And I could laugh and cry in the same conversation and it was welcomed. And she was able to do the same thing with me in return. And it was just an easy time to be together. So paying attention to your relationships and giving more of Yourself giving more of your energy to the things and the people who really fill up your cup because what that can do for you is really bring you back being full and overflowing so you can pour into other people in that way. I came back from that weekend feeling so full and refreshed that I was able to show up and serve and be present for people in my life, for myself, for others, and it was just this way of increasing my energy, prioritizing what matters. And really giving me a sense of peace as I move through my life. And lastly, number six, address your concerns quickly without letting them stay inside of you for too long. This avoids snowballing and lashing out in other ways because something was built up over time and unspoken right and it creates this unspoken resentment with time so begin to create a habit where you share what bothers you with someone in a respectful manner again it is not about worrying am i being nice or not it's about asking yourself how do i address my concern with respect regardless of who it is and i have a formula that i created on instagram and you can go to that and really save that for future references And the formula is basically you tell somebody how their behavior impacts you. So you say, when you say or do X, I feel X. If you continue to say or do X, I will insert action to take care of myself. So the example is, when you yell at me, I feel scared. If you continue to yell at me, I will walk away from you to take care of myself, right? So that's a formula for setting a boundary. So don't let comments or issues that bother you be swept under the rug because it feels easier at the time to do so. It's beginning to pay attention that you might be repeating the same patterns and behaviors that you saw growing up. If problems weren't addressed, they were swept under the rug, right? You want to be assertive and be kind at the same time, but that doesn't mean not speaking up when something is on your mind and it bothers you. And even if it feels uncomfortable, that's usually a good sign of growth. So in the end, it's important to learn what your boundaries are in this season of your life. Really reflect and write them out and really begin to practice them and honor them and see what difference it starts to make in your life with some consistency and some time. Be forgiving of yourself if you slip up. It's okay. Boundaries are hard and sometimes can feel ambiguous. The idea is that you just continue to reflect and practice. Even when it comes to those closest to you, that's family, that's friends, it's the people you love most that we have a difficult time practicing boundaries with. And I had to really come to this place of acceptance that if anyone wants to be mad at me for drawing a boundary, for taking care of myself in whatever way that meant, it says more about them than it does about me. That do I really want someone in my life that includes family or friends or environments that I'm in that are not respecting my boundaries, right? I so really want to invite you to continue to cultivate this kind of mindset shift that it is not your problem that if someone is upset with you that you drew a boundary and they didn't respect it right especially for women we're taught to be caretakers for others at all times and so really taking a pause to really see like how does that actually look like in my life I really want to invite you to engage in conversations with people in your life to discuss boundaries and talk about what their boundaries are too, because you are going to be on the other end of that no. And so you don't want to take it personal in the same way you want someone else to respect your no. So if someone doesn't attend a dinner that you had planned, if someone doesn't attend an event that you planned and they didn't give you a full long explanation or any explanation, you have a right to feel how you feel, but also take into consideration that they might have a boundary that they're drawing and that is their right to do so in the same way you have that right. So really beginning to learn and respect each other's boundaries. This can make a huge impact on the quality of our lives and our relationships. I really want to invite us to not take it personal when someone draws a boundary with you and learning to celebrate one another's boundaries and honoring when someone is trying to Cultivate inner peace and taking care of themselves and their well being and what matters most to them right now in this season of their life without, again, taking it personal. When someone says no, rather than getting upset with them, letting them know, hey, good for you. I'm glad you're actually canceling plans to just stay home and take care of yourself, whatever that means to you. And that's how I am with relationships in my life now. That if someone cancels last minute, I don't take it personal because I am that person too. And we all have exceptions, right? We have the who, the what, that we have an exception around. But that's personal, and you get to draw where that exception is. You don't want to isolate yourself and just avoid being close with other people. But oftentimes, as women especially, we are bending over our boundaries in fear of not being seen as nice. And we, again, say yes more times than we say no, and we don't end up honoring our own healing our own growth our self-care we don't prioritize ourselves and we come last women all over the world are more times than not overly sacrificing of their time and energy to every relationship and it creates an imbalance it creates a codependence and honestly an exploitation in many ways So even for me, setting boundaries is still an ongoing process and I still have room for improvement. So I need to be forgiving and kind and patient with myself and I invite you to do the same and really invite you to have open dialogue with others in your life about what their boundaries are and respecting them in return too, and honoring yours and sharing what yours are as well. Boundaries help us maintain energy for us to care for ourselves and the people in our lives. If I can't show up as my best self, that's unfair to myself and it's unfair to others in my life. When I set boundaries, I've really seen the difference and I feel much happier. My cup is more full and I can really show up much more present with others without feeling resentful or expecting something back from them. I end up taking care of myself and others get the best of me when I insert the boundaries in my life. You don't need to be there for everyone at all times at their request. You can decide who gets your energy, how much of your energy, and how often. Boundaries are deeply personal choices and vary from person to person. They are here to help us, and in fact, they help deepen our relationships, I think. All right, you all know I love my analogies, so I'm going to leave you with this. But boundaries are like a front door to your mind, your body, and your spirit. Think of your front door at your home, right? You keep it closed for a reason. It isn't open for anyone to just come in at any time. It's there for your protection, your privacy, and your safety. So you open the front door when you want and need. Boundaries are like that. It's like the front door. It's like the front door to your mind, your body, and your spirit, and there to guard and protect it. If someone breaks down your front door, that's a problem, right? In the same way, if someone is or something is constantly breaking down your door, it's a red flag that something is a problem and it's likely connected to an unspoken boundary. So pay attention to that. It really needs your attention. It won't resolve on its own. And if it's ignored, it will have a side effect like high stress, feeling overwhelmed, or just unspoken resentment and exhaustion. If someone is pushing your boundaries constantly and violating them, listen to your gut, your energy, always in in tune with the universe with other people and ultimately it will shape your life and your experiences we all come from unique families of origin traditions cultures religion whatever the case so we can each make different meaning of situations and we may change our boundaries over the years as we mature and our perspective shifts and we have certain experiences that really kind of call for a different boundary to be set in our life So always be in tune with where you're at and really connecting back to your values, your traditions, and one standard can't hold for all. Instead, each person needs to really find their own comfort level within themselves. So invite the people in your life to be honest with you when you push their boundary. It might feel scary at first, but most likely, it will be met with an appreciation and it will open up a conversation about you being a safe person to set boundaries with and can practice. So you can mutually benefit from this practice with one another. We can all benefit from that. And we all have front doors to our mind, our body, our spirits. We just need to understand who we let in, what we let in and when. We really need to protect our energy, preserve and cultivate our inner peace and pay attention to what matters most to you. And that is your right. I hope you enjoyed that episode, this friend. Make sure to subscribe to the show, leave an honest review, and I would love to see you at my healing retreat in San Sebastian, Spain in October. We sold out Bali in May and we're heading to San Sebastian in October. And all the details are on my website. I'll leave them in the show notes, but visit adetsea.com and feel free to message me with any questions you might have. All right, sister friend, till next time, have a beautiful, blessed week.